Speaking of Travel is sponsored by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Appalachian Realty. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit AppalachianRealty.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 101.1 FM The Revolution. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And you can sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. And you'll receive the latest travel news and some really great travel tips. And going into 2019, we're going to have some really fun, hopefully, adventures going on. So be sure you sign up so you can get the latest news. And you can always listen to this episode or any episode of Speaking of Travel on speakingoftravel.net. You can also go to the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And be sure to follow Speaking of Travel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, I'm telling you what, I know that one of the largest and ever-changing industries to work in is the travel and tourism industry. And you would think that a career in the tourism industry would be like an ongoing, never-ending party. But you ask anyone who has ever worked in the world's largest industry, and you'll realize that travel and tourism professionals spend long hours at work. And just like other businesses, they need to deal with budgets and boards and all kinds of stressful job-related activities. But travel and tourism can also provide a lasting and rewarding career where it's an adventure, and you get to do some pretty cool stuff. Well, I'm excited to have in the studio my guest today, Stephanie Pace-Brown. She's the president and CEO of the Buncombe County Tourism Development Authority and the Explore Asheville Convention and Visitors Association. And she's been in the industry for quite some time, and I'm excited to find out more and find out what it's like to have a career that sells life-enriching experiences. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks, Marilyn. It's really great to be on your show. Well, thanks. I, You know, I've lived in Asheville since 1977, so I'm a big fan of travel and tourism to our beautiful part of the world. And it's just so wonderful that you're here and and one of our leaders. Oh, thanks. I feel so fortunate to be in Asheville. And, you know, I've worked in some of the greatest tourism destinations um, in the country. And, you know, I just feel so fortunate because uh, to be in a position where, you know, as a marketing professional, we're not selling credit card signups or pharmaceuticals or gravel or Velcro or any of those different kinds of things. You know, we're selling 
having these life enriching experiences and connecting people to places in a really magical way. And the beneficiaries of that work are the people who live here. Absolutely. Well, we see it all the time. And, you know, I'm wondering, though, you've been in travel and tourism for a long time. You've made that into a career. When you were growing up, did you travel when you were a kid? Were your family, was your family like the traveling kind of people? You know, we were really the opposite of the traveling kind of people. And we lived in a town where I don't really think there were any kinds of people. I grew up in a small town in uh, Dover, Ohio, and, you know, our family vacation would be to take our camper, you know, usually about 20 minutes away down the road and go camping with all of our cousins. And um, when I was a kid, I remember um, going to Disney World um, by car, and uh, I think that was really the only actual vacation we ever took. And so, uh, you know, it's a big deal to us to go to Canton, Ohio, um, uh, 20 minutes down the road to go shopping maybe once a year. Wow. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about how your life ended up unfolding and travel became part of what you were doing. Well, you know, I went to uh, college at Mount Union College in Alliance, Ohio, and I felt like that was really far away, but it was actually just 45 minute drive um, from my house and um, and then went to graduate school in Columbus, Ohio. And um, I was managing a bookstore cafe and one of our customers was the Ohio Film Commissioner. Her job was to help um, bring film production to the state of Ohio, and that was part of the Ohio Tourism Office. And uh, so when I was ready to make a career change, um, she had actually left a message for me on um, an answering machine, you know, those old-style things where you had to press the button to hear, you know, the message that people had left for you. And she left it on an old number um, asking me to apply for a job job with the Ohio Tourism Office. And so, you know, we connected and at the very last minute, I ran downtown and applied for this job an hour before the deadline. And um, and that kind of got the ball rolling. And I started that position with Ohio Travel and Tourism and eventually became the director of research um, for that organization. And so I traveled across every nook and cranny of the state of Ohio. And in that kind of a job, you really get to understand what's really special about places. And every place has those special things that the people who live there are really proud to share, you know, with people who come to visit. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed that. And I did that for, for five years. And Wow. Well, that you, we talk a lot on speaking of travel about um, how travel opens your mind and gives you a broader worldview. And for you, it was getting a broader state view. You were able to to really explore your own backyard, right? And you know, it also helped me to to begin to understand that I think travel and tourism kind of creates a melting pot. You know, I grew up in a place where everybody I knew were people that I always knew. You know, and nobody really came to visit. Um, there wasn't any visitor attraction in our in our small town. And, you know, when you have these travel experiences, people are coming from, you know, all over the place, sometimes all over the world, and they're um, engaging in a shared experience and in, you know, learning something new or, um, you know, being exposed to something or having a joyful um, experience. And I think there's something uh, really special about that that doesn't really happen in any other way. I agree. And what you were saying, too, about the people who live there, the it 
the experience for somebody who's traveling there and being able to recognize, wow, this is a different kind of food. I've never had this kind of food or, you know, their customs or their traditions, even in different cities in your own state. But the the level of it comes from the people who live there who are sharing um, yeah. must give you great joy, too. It does. And, you know, and then, you know, and those people take home these um, enriching experiences and they leave behind a lot of money, you know, and that money can be the lifeblood of places um, like like Asheville. And the thing that um, I enjoy so much about my position here is seeing the vast number of entrepreneurial businesses that have been able to um, begin and to thrive and to grow because we've been able to create a base of customers. You know, what is really a shared marketing program? You know, the hotel taxes invested in marketing that brings customers here that are available for everybody from a farm tour to a restaurant, a major attraction, an outfitter, an artist, you know, and the benefits are just so widespread. They really are. And we are so fortunate. And and I feel strongly that what you're doing in your position and with your team and with this wonderful community of artists and farmers and entrepreneurs is being able to collaborate and really share the experience. One of the most challenging parts of our job at Explore Asheville is, you know, just staying on top of all of the new things. And just in the six years that I've been here, I feel like there's, you know, been such a a broad array of new businesses and, you know, and these, you know, these are all people in our community. And, you know, there was a um, there's an American Express commercial on for small business Saturday that talks about, you know, it's you don't have small businesses. You are small businesses. Those are the people who live in this community. And um, and to see them kind of one of the things that have, has always resonated with me about Asheville is this feeling of self-expression, whether you are a musician or an artist. Um, you know, or giving a tour, you're expressing. Right. <clears throat> and we all we all are embracing that expression. And that's what's so wonderful and, and is making our community just so, you know, so wonderful to come to visit. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much. We'll be back after the break and talk more about Asheville. I want to find out more about your path and, and how travel and tourism came to be a part of your life and your lifestyle. Stephanie Pace Brown is here with us in the studio. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks, Marilyn. As newcomers flocked to Asheville over the last 50 years, they joined with locals to breathe new energy into the city. Maryland Ball traces the bonds of community that give rise to Asheville today in her book, The Rise of Asheville, an exceptional history of community building. It's available at Malaprops, Barnes & Noble, Loft on Broadway, and Amazon.com. 
People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball. I have here in the studio today Stephanie Pace Brown. She's the president and CEO of the Buncombe County Tourism Development Authority, which we call the TDA, right? That's that's it, or Explore Asheville yes. for short. There you go. Well, Stephanie, we were talking before the break about you growing up in a small town in Ohio and I mean, just the the fluke of being able to have a customer in the coffee shop in the bookstore who mm. offers you this great job, and suddenly you're you're preparing a new career. Well, and you know, I think of myself almost as the accidental tourist, only it's the professional version because um, I've just been so fortunate. I was the research director for Ohio Tourism, and I married the research director for Virginia Tourism. So somebody had to move, and as we were preparing to move um, to Virginia, um, he heard at a cocktail party that Colonial Williamsburg was hiring its first ever director of customer research, and um, so I uh, was fortunate enough to. Um, fill that role and you know, that was really a magical place to be you know where um, people came from all over the world and in the course of a couple of days you'd hear over and over again that they connected to their country and learned more about the roots of their country in those couple of days than in all of their school um, and I was able to live right on Duke of Gloucester Street in a house that was built in 1730 and you know I'd spend my Saturdays following the Fife and Drum Corps down Dog Street <laughs> Stephanie, that's just, it's really moving me because what a wonderful experience to have at any age, but as a adult who's moving into your career and and settling in what a wonderful place to be it was it was and you know and and it's not just a vacation place but also you know a business that you know these places have to you know earn the revenue through hotel sales and meal sales to be able to afford to put those interpreters on the street in high quality costuming presenting that kind of 
programming. And it was also a time in my career where, um, you know, I was asked to speak um, at conferences around the country and really start broadening my exposure to other places and also lots and lots of other tourism professionals who, you know, were doing the same kind of thing of marketing these special experiences and then hosting visitors from around the world. What a happy time to be able to, um, I mean, what I was saying in the introduction that, you know, being in the travel and tourism industry, you have to, you're running a business. It's still, you you have to meet with board members and, and do budgets. But then on the flip side of that is being able to have this camaraderie with your industry professionals from all over the country. What a wonderful opportunity for you. Yeah, and one of the uh, special aspects of Colonial Williamsburg was hosting world leaders, and Sandra Day O'Connor was on our board of directors, you know, speaking of boards. And um, but when I left Colonial Williamsburg and uh, moved to Northern Virginia, I was hired by um, Mount Vernon, the home of George Washington. And, you know, speak about, um, you know, special challenges um, I, uh, we moved three days before 9-11. Um, visitation to that magnificent place plummeted, and then we were faced with anthrax, and I don't know if you recall the sniper attacks. And so as director of marketing and head of sales, you know, every one of 300,000 reservations for school groups canceled. And so, you know, our visitation went from a million people to uh, about 700,000 people that year. Um, so, you know, those those really present special challenges that really affect, you know, what your main job is, is to preserve um, the home of George Washington in perpetuity for unborn generations. And so, you know, you really have a special sense of obligation when you're in a role of having to make the bottom line work in a way that protects a national treasure. So how did you, how did, I guess it took time to um, move forward with getting that visitation back. What was your method um, to, to help that defer from all that catastrophe? Well, that, you know, that was one situation where when, you know, national travel comes to a halt, um, that's a problem that you can't solve with extra investment. Um, while I was at Mount Vernon, we developed um, a large number, 16 big public events, including two wine festivals that were, were lots of fun. Um, we marketed the estate for evening tours, and we did about 150 nights a year of of um, private evening tours. And then um, I had the enormous privilege of being at Mount Vernon when new underground museum and education center um, opened uh, while I was there. And, you know, that was really just a spectacular experience of working with entities like the History Channel to develop video content for the museums and, and then to uh, promote that um, amazing asset for visitors. I just keep going back to that young woman standing behind the cafe and just hearing your uh, and seeing the the smile on your face as you're talking about it because it it's such a you're just so lucky, Stephanie. 
had all this incredible experience and and the richness of the experience as well. Well, and I think the places that I was so fortunate to kind of train in and build my career in, you know, you you were um, instilled with such a sense of responsibility and obligation. And those were places where you just had to get the job done. And I, I loved Mount Vernon especially because it was the lean, mean history machine. You know, it didn't have a big endowment. Um, you know, it was started by the Mount Vernon Ladies Association and never had any government money. And and so, you know, no, no matter what it took. And when I was at Colonial Williamsburg, we would often get speeches from the head of finance, something like, you know, George Washington, uh, you know, won a war against the British. You can cut your budget 2%. <laughs> Yeah, very challenging (laughs) and very inspiring at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Very meaningful. Right. So now you're in Northern Virginia. How did what how did what transpired next? Well, I was um, very happily uh, working at Mount Vernon and just finished the opening of the new facilities. And um, I was on the board of the Convention and Visitors Bureau for Alexandria, Virginia. And when the uh, president retired, um, I was asked to apply for that position. And of course, my response was, no, no, I love the job that I have. And um, but I really became interested in being able to work on behalf of a bigger community and a collection of um, visitor experiences and and businesses that will be marketed and the beneficiary being that place. And Alexandria really recognized the um, benefits of spending money to promote an area to generate revenue um, for the people who lived there. And uh, so I I was in that job. We saw really um, tremendous growth in our um, visitor spending numbers in the five years that I was there. And then one day, very unexpectedly, I received a call asking me to um, interview for the position here in Asheville. Now, do you ever been to Asheville before? Uh, I had had a pretty long association with folks from the Biltmore. Um, I had been on a, a board um, of attractions professionals that included uh, Randy Fluharty, who worked for Biltmore, and I had I had uh, met several people from Western North Carolina, and I'd come to Biltmore, and um, I did a brown bag lunch for their team on building databases. I had built this very complicated database for Colonial Williamsburg. Um, and so I'd only been here once before. And, you know, I was reluctant to the idea of, you know, changing jobs. I was very happy in Alexandria. I'd just been remarried um, just a few months before that phone call came. And um, so I uh, came in town for the interview and, and spent some time. And I really was enchanted. Um, you know, and again, that spirit of um, self-expression was something that really reached out to me right away to see, you know, buskers on street corners and whether it was the architecture of Biltmore or the handicrafts or the music scene. Um, I just really felt like there was a freedom in Asheville to just be whomever you are, even if you are an administrative type like myself. <laughs> Well, you fit in quite well. I think it was kind of a, I don't know, karma, whatever you want to call it. It was definitely a connection, and we're glad you're here. Stephanie, thank you so much. We'll be back with Stephanie Pace Brown right after the break.
this is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. We've all been behind that person. She's ahead of you in the boarding process. She finally gets to her seat, and then she spends several minutes unloading items from her carry-on bag and purse that she needs with her. After that, she lifts her suitcase to the overhead bin, only to find that there isn't a spot directly next to her seat, and asks everyone to back up so she can stow her bag. Frustrating? Yes. Avoidable? Absolutely. Here's a great tip. Put all of your in-flight necessities, such as cell phone, charging cord, earbuds, glasses, snack, and hand sanitizer, in a resealable gallon-sized bag, pop it in an easy-to-access spot in your carry-on bag, and then grab it quickly, toss it into your seat, and stow your bag without delay. Your fellow passengers will appreciate the pre-planning, and you'll look like a travel pro. Thanks for listening. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. The holiday issue of Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine arrives soon. This issue features motorcycle travel stories on the Biltmore Estate, East Tennessee Covered Bridges, and stops at Madison County Brewing in Marshall. Get your copy on newsstands now or subscribe at BlueRidgeMotorcyclingMagazine.com. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. It's time to catch up with Doc Lawrence as he travels along the Gourmet Highway. Today, Doc is headed over to Naples, Florida. Hey, Doc, I've heard Naples is consistently rated one of America's best vacation spots, best places to retire, and best place to raise your kids. You have to tell us more. Marilyn, welcome to Naples and Marco Island, Florida, two of the genuine treasures of the Sunshine State. This is Gulf Coast living with luxury and natural beauty that is unparalleled here. And you know, it belies the fact that we are very close to the western edge of the Everglades. I'm serious. It's a short drive of where I'm standing right now, Marilyn. We're near the Seminole Indian Reservation. There are two of them. One of them is just outside of the town. The Tamiami Trail that traverses the Everglades is close by. Naples and Marco Island are separated by water, beautiful water. And these are showcase cities, Maryland, that are models of high living where luxury is de rigueur. Like all great Florida cities, there's a symphony here, an opera company, spectacular galleries, and museums galore. And, of course, there is the Gulf of Mexico that dominates all life here. Now, Maryland, this is not Margaritaville, and it's not Florida cracker country. This is more like Southern California or Long Island. It's fine living. It's expensive. It's architecturally lovely. And yet the pace is more deep south luxury than anything else. Restaurants, where do we begin, Maryland? 
eat your heart out. I'm dining tonight with my granddaughter at The Grill. It's located in the wonderful Ritz-Carlton, Naples, and I've already pre-ordered. We're going to have broiled Florida grouper, Florida lobster, and share a bottle of Sancerre from France. Maryland, Naples simply inspires outdoor recreation. I'm close to deep sea fishing on a charter boat, and I've done that before. You can fish in the Everglades, and it's an unforgettable experience. Rare birds, fish, alligators. And if you stop by a bar at Everglades City, you might meet an occasional outlaw. Hey, be careful not to stare at strangers here. But back to the luxury living, which is what I prefer. There is a catamaran that leaves Marco Island every morning at 7 a.m. And you know where it goes, Marilyn? To Key West. That's right, over the ocean. You spend the day in the Conk Republic, uh, tour Ernest Hemingway's house, have drinks and lunch at one of Tennessee Williams' hangouts, and get back on board the catamaran around 6 o'clock for the trip back to Naples and Marco Island. Caveat. You better take a pill for seasickness if you're prone, because it can be a rough ride back for some reason, but it sure is fun. Naples and Marco Island are picturesque as part of paradise, and it's the paradise that will make you want to not only stay, but if you can't do that, come back and visit more often. I'll be coming back. I'll be here for the Naples Wine and Food Festival, one of the signature events in the United States. And I always miss this place when I leave. I miss the catamaran, I miss the Ritz, and of course I miss the Gulf of Mexico. And that's the beauty of visiting Florida anytime. There's something always here that you find that makes you want to come back. Well, I got places to go, and I got to get ready for dinner tonight, Marilyn. So for now, this is Doc Lawrence for Marilyn Ball, and speaking of travel, on the Gourmet Highway, from Naples and Marco Island, Florida, saying, I'll see you soon in your hometown. Doc, it sounds as if Naples is almost as fun to visit as it is to live there. I can't wait to catch up with you next week. Bye for now. And you can follow Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, I'm here with Stephanie Pace Brown, and we're talking about Asheville We've talked about Mount Vernon, Alexandria, Virginia, Ohio, lots of places, Stephanie, on your board now. Right. I know. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been really fortunate to travel not only a lot for work, but, you know, as as I get a little older and have a little more free time, it's just, you know, so many choices, so little time to get to every place you want to go. Well, it's fun to talk to you because, you know, starting from your, your beginning roots in a small town in the Midwest and um, and then having this expansion of your mind, your world, everything opening up. And now you have an opportunity to say, you know what? I I am a traveler. Tell us some of the places that you love where you've been. Oh, there's so many. Uh, one of the first places that I went um, early in my career was um, to Russia. And I was um, part of a consultant team for um, USAID to um, help some communities in Russia learn how to promote tourism. And, um, you know, 
that was really such a transformational experience because, you know, to wrap your mind around something that's just so completely different. Um, but um, I've been to um, Ireland a couple of times. I think the best day I've ever had was um, over Thanksgiving. We were with some friends in Ireland and, you know, of course it rains almost every day and we had one beautiful day and we walked across the street and um, found um, the Kerry Way, um, which had been an old trade route. And we just walked on um, this river overlooking the ocean for probably three hours, um, you know, in the sunshine and the views were amazing. And I was just reflecting with my daughter over the holiday that, you know, I think that's one of the best days we've ever had. And it wasn't fancy. Um, and, you know, it didn't cost anything. Um, but just being together in a really remarkable place, um, you know, really was uh, memorable for us. And you've given your daughter a lot of opportunity that you didn't have when you were a child right up front. Yeah, my daughter, uh, my daughter has traveled a lot. She's 14 now and uh, has been to probably five countries. And she flies, uh, she flies by herself to go back to Baltimore to see her dad. And she flies to Arizona by herself to spend time with her grandmother. And, you know, it really is, you know, it's a sense of freedom and competency. And I think it's so enriching um, as just a part of your education, um, not only to be exposed to different people and places, but to kind of feel the security of knowing that, you know, I can go anywhere and I can figure it out and I can know, you know, how to navigate. Um, I was in New York City yesterday um, trying to navigate the subway to get from place to place. Um, and, you know, and that's quite a challenge, but it's also just really, it's just really fun to um, see the architecture and hear the sounds and be transformed. It is a transformation. And what gift you are providing for your daughter, you know, here she is at 14, think where she'll be at 24 and and 34. And, you know, just you being able to um, feel confident that she is responsible and and able to do it. Although I have to say that, you know, even for, you know, folks who don't have the same opportunities to travel, I think a place like Asheville where, you know, you can be a visitor in your hometown and take advantage of, you know, one of the things that we love about Asheville is that, you know, those opportunities are so accessible, whether it's putting a tube in the water or climbing a peak, you can have those same experiences. Well, that is a very good point and and I think it goes back to what you were saying about Ohio when you were growing up that you were in one little place and just reaching out into your own backyard you were able to see a huge difference when we come back from the break let's talk more about Asheville and Western North Carolina because that's our special place sounds good all right we'll be back Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. 
People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. As newcomers flock to Asheville over the last 50 years, they joined with locals to breathe new energy into the city. Marilyn Ball traces the bonds of community that give rise to Asheville today in her book, The Rise of Asheville, an exceptional history of community building. It's available at Malaprops, Barnes & Noble, Loft on Broadway, and Amazon.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. Stephanie Pace Brown, we're talking about Asheville and travel and kids and all kinds of wonderful stuff. But before the break, we it was a beautiful segue, Stephanie, I have to say, right into Asheville and Western North Carolina, our own backyard. And you had some bit, pretty big shoes to fill when you got here. We were on a roll. Things were happening. Yeah, the team at, you know, what had been called the Asheville CVB, you know, including Marla Tambellini and Diana Pierce, who've been here for many years, and my predecessor, Kelly Miller, and so many others had, you know, really built a brand for Asheville um, that's been a really important source of customers to help new businesses get started and generate tax revenue. And so, uh, you know, and actually when I was interviewed, um, you know, I was kind of told that they didn't want to change anything. And I'm like, well, I might not be the right person if you don't want to change anything. Um, but, uh, you know, this is such a special destination and uh, the opportunity to live here and work here is something that I feel really fortunate about. Absolutely. And you've had a lot of changes I mean, how long have you been here now? Oh, about six and a half years. Yeah. So is this the longest you've been? Because it seemed like it you had is five actually. Years I've and- had this kind of strange pattern of, uh, you know, being in positions for five years and then somebody else knocking on my door. And um, so I'm, I'm happy that I have broken that streak. Yay. <laughs> so. And in such a great place to be able to do that. So w- one thing I want to talk about is how you were talking about. You know, they said at that time, well, we don't want anything to change. And yet, obviously, in six years, we've seen a lot of change, a lot of growth. Um, but we've gotten so many great uh, news stories and uh, people coming here. Let's talk a little bit about that team that you yeah. have helping you out over there. Well, the Explore Asheville media relations team is kind of the secret weapon of um, bringing visitors to Asheville. We have an internal team of some really talented 
folks. And people see an, a story in Travel and Leisure or Condé Nast or, you know, we are, we receive an accolade and it's, it's easy to think that that just happens kind of magically. And it's usually the result of sometimes years of relationship building, um, by the Explore Asheville team to, um, research and understand the journalists, the editorial calendars to make connections and relationships and, you know, a, a resulting in a visit by a journalist to Asheville. And our team will very carefully curate the time that that journalist spends in Asheville, helping them be introduced to many local entrepreneurs and businesses and communicate their story. And so, you know, when a six-page spread lands in National Geographic Traveler, that is the result of months and months and months of work. And, you know, and the story is never about the Buncombe County Tourism Development Authority. It's about, you know, dozens of local entrepreneurs now getting worldwide uh, media attention through our efforts. Well, it makes a huge difference in, I guess, that old cliche of a rising tide raises all boats. And that's basically what you're able to provide with your team. Yeah, and that's what I think is really special about the method of, you know, the structure of investment in this community. Uh, you know, lodging properties pay 100% of the sales and marketing budget to bring customers to this community. And then they're accessible by any tourism-related business. We have 1,200 local businesses that are represented through our efforts and are connecting to visitors every day. And, you know, we think of that number, the visitors spending $2 billion a year. And that sounds like, you know, kind of a big number. Somebody recently said that it... It's a trickle down. Well, you know, there's two billion dollars in cash registers of local businesses. It's really tangible, you know. And then those businesses buy goods and services from more businesses, and um, so it's a pretty sustainable model. Where you know, when we invest a dollar in advertising, within just a couple of months, forty three dollars is spent by um, you know a visitor that was generated by that one dollar. Um, so you know, and it's and those. 43 cash registers of local businesses. Well, that makes a huge impact. And tell us a little bit, you were talking about ways that um, that that you promote Asheville to the visitor and, and how you keep it real, connecting visitors to these local businesses. Give us an example of a promotion that was that worked. Oh, well, I mentioned I touched on National Geographic Traveler and, you know, our our campaigns are are very heavily integrated from, you know, all from digital and social and broadcast. Uh, But we had a partnership with National Geographic um, and the first year of that partnership, um, we paid to uh, bring an editorial and photography team to Asheville. We worked with them for months to curate the week that they were here, connecting them to, I think, 90 local businesses. Uh, and so that resulted in six pages of print, but it also resulted in, in digital um, stories. Also, we did a, a takeover of their Instagram account for a day. And then my favorite part was um, that we um, they hosted an Asheville night at the National Geographic headquarters. It was the only event that sold out. Um, people were so enthusiastic about Asheville. And so um, Abby Roach and the fly-by-night rounders um, played that event. And so we had this Friday night in D.C. filled with, you know, Washingtonians 
is after a tough week and dancing to Abby the Spoon Lady. And and it was just so fun and so magical and to be able to connect people. And so we followed that up now a couple of years of um, investment of more than a million dollars in D.C. Um, to reach that market through um, television and digital and social strategies. And, and it's really paying off. D.C. had been um, ranked ninth in um, terms of the number of visitors coming here, and now they're fifth. Well, I'm sure that number is going to go up after the Asheville Regional Airport starts their new nonstop flight, which is beginning next year, I believe. Right. And it goes hand in hand, you know, because we've been able to build awareness and reputation for Asheville. That's helped to have more and more flights. We've just um, announced the airport has just announced um, direct flights to Dallas and Philadelphia and Dallas and Denver. You know, and that's really beneficial to the people who live here to uh, be connected to those other places conveniently. Absolutely. It gives us so much more opportunity. And, you know, as as things change and and we are experiencing growth and um, there's just so many positive things happening, the whole river, river park that's coming. And so we're able to experience because of all of the work that you're doing and your team is doing and the collaboration of all of this together, um, making Asheville such a better place to live for us and for the visitors to come. I think one thing that a lot of people don't um, realize about the model in Buncombe County is that 25% of all the money that's collected through the hotel tax is dedicated to the Tourism Product Development Fund, otherwise known as TPDF. And so that money is awarded through a grant program. And so far, $44 million has been invested in community partnership projects, um, ranging from greenways to the Asheville Community Theater, the Nature Center, the U.S. Cellular Center. Um, we've contributed $7 million to the city's riverfront development program. And uh, now we've committed to uh, making a longer a longer term strategic plan in partnership with um, the municipalities, the city and the county to, you know, continue to attract visitors to Asheville, but also to address some of those impacts and needs for sidewalks, crosswalks and the kinds of infrastructure um, that can um, can, you know, be needed in periods of growth. Well, Stephanie, I I just am so proud to um, to know you. I just want to oh, say, you're so kind. well, I'm just saying, you know, you came here, you were able to say, you know, let's put the let's put our feet to the street and and make change happen, and it's been so positive. And and I do want to say that um, in all the years that I've known you and and been able to watch you. Uh, operate in your role. The way that you create that team and that you're part of our community is really, really special and sets an example for who we are as a community. Oh, that's very kind of you, Marilyn. Well, Thank what you do you have? Much. You're welcome. What do you have coming up? Like, where, do you have any big trip planned? <clears throat> Oh, gosh, yes. I um, At the beginning of uh, Christmas break, um, I'll be enjoying that direct flight on United to Chicago. Um, my daughter loves theater, and so we are finally going to see Hamilton oh, to kick man. off the holiday season. You are <laughs> one lucky girl and your daughter. I'm telling you, you guys got it going on. <laughs> well, Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's really been a pleasure. We learned a lot about what's happening here. I 
Hope you have a wonderful holiday season and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, Marilyn. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel with Stephanie Pace Brown. And, you know, I want you to go out. If you live in Asheville in Western North Carolina, take a walk, go on a hike, go downtown, do something you've never done before. If you're a visitor and you're listening, come on over. Take a walk, take a hike, go do something you've never done before right here in our own backyard. And remember, as you step out, don't postpone joy. Joy.